time for the Retirement Roadmap Podcast with registered financial consultant, Glenn Mosseller. Thanks for joining us for another edition of the Retirement Roadmap. Walter Storholt here alongside Glenn Mosseller, as we are each and every week, helping you learn more about the financial world and how you might better prepare for your retirement future. Glenn's a registered financial consultant. In case this is the first time you're tuning into the podcast, he's also the founder and president of Roadmap Financial Consulting with an office in Greensboro on Muir's Chapel Road. You can find him online at greensbororetirement.com. And on today's podcast, we're talking about how do you know the answers to certain questions in the financial landscape? It's actually one of the most important questions you can ask. How do you know? And then fill in the blank. How do you know? Uh, you know, a couple of different items we can probably throw into that blank. And the blank is really where it's critical. That's where the crucial elements or the building blocks of financial planning are found. So on today's podcast, we're going to cover what items you need to put into that blank. And then more importantly, Glenn's going to provide us some guidance to help answer these questions that arise. And so I'll make the first one easy for us, Glenn, so we can get the hang of it here. How do you know how much income you're going to need when you retire? It seems like a basic question, but a very essential one as well. Well, that's right, Walter. It is. And like you say, it is a, it is a basic question that we need to know the answer to. The, one of the main things that we, we really need to understand in, in retirement is our tax situation is typically going to be different you know, when we're into the retirement um, years versus the saving for retirement years. And what I mean by that is, is when you start looking at the different streams of income, you know, most people are going to typically have their Social Security checks. Maybe, you know, maybe one or two are going to be coming into the household, or maybe they're coming in at staggered times. But they're, you know, Social Security is one of those odd things in the, in the tax code because it's not treated the same way for everybody. And, and what I mean by that is, is that it's all dependent upon how much other income you have as to how much your Social Security is going to be taxed. And if you have a significant other income that is uh, taxable income, then suddenly your Social Security can, might become more subject to the taxes. And if, and if you end up having to pay what you were thinking you were going to get for your Social Security, if you had to pay a portion of that to taxes, now you've got kind of a hole in your Social Security or into your income plan. So we need to really realize how that's going to be for Social Security, for IRA distributions, for your uh, pension, you know, all the different things that might go into your particulars of your retirement income. We need to know how it all is going to come out on the tax side of things and probably do some tax planning to be as efficient as we can be. The other thing that really plays into this, Walter, is, is is knowing what your expenses are because sometimes they shift. And one of the biggest things, obviously, is mortgages, right? You know, if somebody has, is getting ready to have their mortgage, you know, paid off and suddenly they don't have that expense any longer, well, then the, there's the, you know, the cash flow need is no longer there to have to pay that expense. So it's income and expenses and that relationship to it as to, you know, what you're really um, going to need to have as far as, you know, disposable income or income to, you know, to pay your bills and so forth. It might be uh, some different number than what you were used to while you were in your working years. Does that make sense? Makes a lot of sense. And I think, you know, income is one of those things that we're never going to get away from when it comes to talking about retirement and uh, financial planning because it's such an important element, such an important question. But for some reason, people often overlook it. So we always want to address that one head on. That's an important question to ask. How much income am I going to need at retirement? But it's not all about the income, even though it's probably the most important piece of the puzzle. There are other elements, too. I'm sure you get questions all the time like this. How do you know how much money you should have 
in the bank, whether that be just talking about an emergency savings fund or even you know larger amounts than that, whatever you may be trying to uh, you know use that money for. Uh, a lot of people seem to I won't say disagree, but just have different opinions on how much money should be in the bank for a retiree. Sure. Well, Walter, I mean, I think I think a lot of it has to do with um, you know where you are in retirement and so forth. And what I mean by that is is there are times when you might have certain expenses that are going to be kind of outliers. You know, you're not going to have as a regular type of uh, thing. You know, that might be you know maybe you're going to take a trip right as you retire, and it's going to be a pretty expensive trip. Or maybe maybe you're getting ready to put a roof on the house, or just different things like that that might be out of the ordinary. So obviously, you want to have those kinds of things covered. And you like to think in terms of, well, you know, you want to have, you know, between six months and a year's worth of expenses, you know, that are there for you. You know, I tend to lean towards, you know, making sure that you have it at the very least six months. And then, of course, any of those extras that you need. I really like to think in terms of, you know, of buckets of money. And what I mean by that is, is in terms of time frames, right? I mean, we we would have the now bucket, which would be over the next year. What do you need, you know, to have for all of those expenses that you're going to encounter over the next year? Those should be covered, you know, with what you have really liquid in the bank or, you know, or credit union type of accounts, because you don't really want to have those those dollars subject to market risk if you know that you're going to be spending those dollars absolutely. And then we have, you know, the soon bucket, which we know that over the maybe the next 10 years or so, and we're going to have those monies positioned in a particular way so that so that they can come into play for income and, and how that's needed. And then, of course, we have the, the later bucket, which is, you know, more than 10 years away. And so that money is going to be positioned, you know, even differently still. And so we want to know how we're going to deal with those needs, you know, throughout the retirement years. And like we say, I mean, that, that liquid fund, that emergency fund, what you need. And I really think in terms of, you know, what's what are you going to need over the next six months to a year or so? Yeah, that's a great point as well, Glenn. We're talking about some of those different uh, questions you need to ask, the important questions of how do you know blank? And I think we can fill that blank in as well with this next thing, Glenn. How do you know how much risk you should be taking with your investments? I'm opening up a big can of worms there, I suppose. Well, it can be, Walter. I mean, it really depends on your plan. It depends on your situation. I come across some situations where there might be a pension or maybe even two pensions coming into the household. And, you know, and then there's, of course, the Social Security checks. So in those situations, there might not be as great a need to create income off of the retirement accounts or off of the investment accounts. And so those particular folks might be taking a little bit more risk or going for a little bit more in, in those accounts. Whereas, you know, yeah, I look at other cases and, and situations where there might be one or two Social Security checks and then that's it. And we've got to look at how are we going to turn those retirement savings into their own pension plan, so to speak. And so, you know, we've got to look at, well, how much are we going to need over the periods of time that we were just talking about? You know, the, the now bucket, the soon bucket and the later bucket. And, you know, and, and we want to really make sure if we are taking risk, you know, how much risk are we taking? And anything that's larger risk and has a significant volatility to it should certainly be out there for that later bucket, right? We don't want to be taking, you know, major risks, particularly in the, you know, what we need over the next year or so. But I would even say even over the next 10 years, you want to make sure that you know where your income is going to be coming from because, you know, the markets go up and the markets go down, but you want, you don't want to get caught in the middle of an economic cycle and suddenly you're having to withdraw significant amounts of money from an account that's down in value. 
Good points as always, Glenn. And I know we could probably spend a whole podcast talking about that risk element, but it's just in terms of our conversation today, part of it, how do you know how much risk you should be taking with your investments? If you have not really had that kind of conversation with your financial advisor yet, uh, that's a bad sign. That should be one of the most important things that you talk about with your advisor. Glenn, another important one as well is to bring up the conversation about fees. A helpful hint on how you can do that is to ask the question that's at the center of our podcast today. How do you know if the fees in your portfolio are too high? Sure. Well, Walter, I mean, a lot of that comes into play in terms of what are you getting for those fees, right? Are you getting extra value, you know, add, you know, to me, maybe, maybe tactical management is coming into play or possibly maybe you're not having that. Maybe you're just having just the regular normal market risk and, and you have the fees that come with maybe some mutual funds and things like that that are in your account. And then maybe there's an additional fee right on top of that, you know, for the advisor. Well, and you know, in that case, I mean, you, you know, you have to really evaluate, you know, how much value are you getting? And everybody needs to, you know, to take a look at that and realize, you know, well, you know, fees are not necessarily a bad thing because, I mean, you can, you can be getting service for that. The key thing is, is that, you know, are you getting value for what you're paying? You know, I always like to talk about then the absence of value, you know, fees are very expensive. However, you know, if you're getting value there, then, then they may not be so much. You know, it's kind of like that old question, you know, you, I, I like to make this analogy, whereas if you're going out to eat, right? I mean, you could potentially go to a really nice restaurant, say like Ruth Chris, or you might end up stopping in at McDonald's, you know, for a quick bite. Those are different uh, places to go, but they're both food. Well, they're, <laughs> they're going to cost different for what the value that you're getting. And so you want to just really evaluate, are you getting true value, you know, for what you're paying? And, and that's a key question that everybody needs to evaluate and, and, and see. It's one of those questions that's always out there. And, you know, there's a lot of stuff written about, you know, well, this fee and that fee, and this is too much. And, and that's, you know, all the different things that you hear and all the different arguments. But ultimately, it comes down to what are you getting for the dollars that you're paying? And that's true probably in everything in life. Wouldn't you think? Absolutely. Yeah. It's the dollars and cents argument of the value that you're getting from those fees, the return on those fees. Is it worth it? But then also you bring up that analogy of McDonald's versus, you know, the Ruth Chris. Now, maybe this is a bad example. I was going to say one of those is probably going to be more healthy than the other. It's going to be a better a better fit for you from a health perspective. But I don't know, maybe a big old steak from Ruth Chris isn't exactly that much better than a visit to McDonald's <laughs> from that standpoint. But at least maybe we can make the argument you're probably getting, you know, higher quality food in addition to it being, you know, a better value. There's a quality conversation is what I'm getting at here, too, in addition to value. No doubt about it, Walter. And, and and that's the key thing. I mean, that's what, you know, when you're, whenever you're looking at anything in terms of the costs and whatnot, you know, it's always is like, well, you know, what are we getting for that, you know, for the money that we're paying? Yeah. One last question to ask yourself here, as we fill in that blank on the question, how do you know? How do you know how much income or risk you should be taking if the fees in your portfolio are too high? A couple that we've discussed on the podcast so far. One more here, Glenn. How do you know if an advisor is a good fit for you or not? Well, Walter, that's a very good question. And, you know, really, I think it's key that, you know, you sit down, you know, you have conversation with them, you make sure that, number one, you get along with them, right? And that, that you feel like, you know, hey, this is somebody that I can work with that I know has my best interest at heart and that you trust them. And then beyond that, you want to see, well, where, where is the scope of their work and where, where do they really practice? You know, and there's an awful lot of folks out there who are, quote unquote, advisors who are really in the accumulation phase of life. And they're and they help people you know, save for retirement. 
And typically, those folks, a lot of them do a very good job. The challenge is, is that when you transition to that preservation and distribution part of life in those retirement years and the few years that are just leading up to retirement, well, then typically the skill set might be it might be something different that is needed there. And you, and you may well want to be looking towards somebody who really specializes in the retirement years, you know, in the distribution and how are we going to make the money last? How are we going to be tax efficient in, in those plannings of, of how do we do that? You know, most oftentimes when you, you know, you sit down with an advisor and you start asking them about uh, about taxes and so forth, they, they typically, you know, put up the stop sign pretty quick and they say, hey, well, we can't talk about tax because we don't do tax preparation and we don't do tax planning. And so that should be one of those things that, that it's kind of a, a red flag because you know, I always have the question, well, how do you help folks, and particularly in income planning, when we know that different forms of income are going to be taxed differently, and there needs to be some coordination there. Either the advisor you know, needs to have within his uh, office you know, the folks that can help you with that or coordination with, you know, with the advisor and the, and the tax preparer because it's a very, very important thing. And, you know, you really need to know, you know, are they skilled in that area and, they, and can they help you with that? And like I say, most oftentimes, you know, the folks that are really good at accumulation, I mean, that's what they're good at. They maybe have a little bit of Achilles heel as far as the other side of things. So you really want to make sure you know that who you're working with is, is has the skill set and has the strengths and the specialties that you need in the phase of life that you're in. So here's the deal. If you don't have answers to some of these questions, these how do you know questions about financial and retirement planning. It's worthwhile to have a conversation with Glenn Mosseller about your situation, perhaps about how you can answer some of these unknowns, some of these how do you know types of questions. If you'd like to get in touch with Glenn, get a review of your financial plan, you can get a free consultation by going to greensbororetirement.com. Look at the bottom of the page. You'll see where you can click on free consultation and set that up in the near future. Glenn's got an office on Mears Chapel Road in Greensboro. Or you can call him at 336-291-3535. That's 336-291-3535. Or again, online at greensbororetirement.com. How do you know? An important question to ask, and hopefully we provided you with some answers on today's podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. We'll talk to you again next time on the next edition of the Retirement Roadmap.